in, in Esawira, in this uh, fishing village. And uh, this old Moroccan, so they're sitting there playing with the beads. She's saying whatever she's saying there. So I, I said hello to her, asked her what the story was. I also used to live in Esawira at a certain point in history, I felt. And I asked her, and she said her father and grandfather were like beetles, were, took care of the cemetery in Mogador. And her Elta Elta Zeder was, was Nur Abchayim HaGadam. And she, like said, they made, like, the great-great-grandfather made tea, you know, to boil the water, whatever. And my daughter took a picture from up top, and she said to me later, she showed me the picture, she said, this looks so authentic. She's like, it looks so authentic. Mash authentic, that's what she said. Then you know why it looks authentic? Because it is, right? Because it is, you can't fake that. Because <laughs> it, it is. So when I was reading, like, the book was so good, it's so real, because it's you speaking your own personal experience and, and bringing beautiful sources from Torah and from all these different wise people. That specific nugget resonated, not in theory, but it resonated very practically. Meaning, like, I don't know, I feel like, you know, if every marriage is made up of a million different marriages, so, like, yes, I just started a new one. Because just when I was reading it, that I was reading it, well, Shabbos, I'm like, oh, right. yesterday we had a good one for a walk and had a, opened up something, and whatever that specific point opened up, opened up a new channel of us kind of appreciating the way that we handled something. And I felt like, wow, that was like a, you know, that was something new. That was walking through a new, a new door. I felt like, you know, a way that we kind of saw each other. We know each other 23 years. Um, been on that walk. We've gone around Dolev more than a few times. But there was something there that was new, and I, and I shared, after I shared that nugget, and, and my wife said very beautifully, she's like, it's not just a marriage is made up of a million marriages, but everything is made up of a million everything. Because the whole world is constantly moving. And we're constantly changing. And we're developing all the time. And everyone we meet, even though we've seen each other a thousand times. You're different since the last time we saw each other, right? Right? Yeah, not just because you're now you're married. Since you got married, two months ago, right? you changed a hundred times already. Meaning, we're constantly moving, and everything is in a state of flux and change. And there's a sliding state of yichud, of connectivity. And the sooner that we are able to accept that, and, and not just accept it, but like celebrate that, then you just become unstuck from old paradigms and unstuck from old stuckness and unstuck from old mud that we get stuck in. And we're able to like be renewed and, and appreciate the new opportunities that's happening every moment and every day. And especially when you're dealing with, uh, dealing with especially when it's not just in our own head, or not just with Hebra, or it's not just with you know, somebody that we're doing business with or somebody that we're living next door to, but the closest relationship the most intimate relationship, which is really, the Zohar says, plagufa, you know, the other side of myself, as soon as we're able to recognize that, like, this is not just, like, one algorithm, like, one, you know, the same exact thing that worked then has to work now, and the same terms of connection that worked then have to work now, but things look different when you're 46 than when you're 22, and they should. Things look different when you're 24 from when you're 22, and they, and they should. And framing it as this is a new, like a new 
relationship, like a new opportunity, was something that I thought was very beautiful. It resonated very much. Thank you. Very much. So the idea, the idea of the book in general is to take these ideas from the world of marriage therapy and, and the psychology and science of relationships and then kind of apply them over to developing a relationship with Hashem. So the idea in the book with that piece of the every marriage made up of a million relationships, which is true in marriage and it's true in the way that you were just talking about, so the idea that I'm developing there is, is applying that to the relationship with God so that our relationship with God, with Hashem, should also be made up of a million relationships that evolve over time. So curious how that, uh, how that plays out also in that, in that context. So we're changing all the time. But I, th- this is the part here. You, who did you work with at Mosaic? If we're going to have it, just we're going to talk. <laughs> who did you work with at Mosaic? Daron, Rav Daron? Daron, but there was an editor. This is, the, the, publishing a book takes so long. By the time it comes out, it's like, did I even write this? I don't know. But uh, so, so it's so long ago. I don't remember his name. It There's sounds like you, you feel you. <laughs> <in it. laughs> There was uh, there was an editor. I can't remember his name now. And there's still spell. In mine, I still there's still spelling mistakes. There's spelling mistakes too. If Tzadok says if Tzadik, it's like I. But that's good because that's like the halacha that you have to that a woman has to leave off one piece of jewelry and you leave a little piece of meat on the plate and you leave a pe- an amal amal unpainted for the chorus. Nothing's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Only Hashem is perfect. There was a teacher, my daughter, a teacher that wouldn't give a hundred on the test because said only Hashem is perfect. I'm like. He's got to write. Okay, but anyways, the Chovas Olvavos was actually really the guiding the, the the permission I felt to write a book that I knew would have so many mistakes. Is the Chovas Olvavos writes when in 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 Chovas the book of Ruchai and Chovas Olvavos writes that he that he was very nervous to to write the Sefer because he knew he was going to make mistakes. And he said it's very important that a person not be overly cautious about making mistakes because if you're so overly cautious about making mistakes, you're not going to put anything out ever. So just write it, and he said that he said that himself. So, uh, so I started. So I started writing. I started volume two. I started volume two, three, four, five. Already, I have like, but there are all these documents that are all disjointed. Let's see what happens. But there's a there's a there's a mice. It's not. It's a digression. But there's a mice from. I think it was the the lesson. The lesson. The rebel yashiv. The lesson shavav achlama. The lesson. Um wrote this, this world-changing book, Perspective Shifting Sefer on Kabbalah, on mysticism, and put himself into the book, but anyways, he, um, he, 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 he heard, at the end of it, he heard, like years after the book came out, that the Beni Shechai, the Beni Shechai was an admirer of the book, he liked the book very, very much, and he couldn't, he was like taken away, couldn't believe it, Beni Shechai. And and um, so Ben Ishchai like, like like gave feedback at a certain point or something where it got him, and um, they said the Ben Ishchai said this over, and um, the Ben Ishchai said that he had he was so pained when he heard the, about the feed that he gave the feedback to Yashiv, what Yashiv's response was because the, the Leshem said if I only would have known that someone like the Ben Ishchai would appreciate my safer I could have written three more I had more to, I had more to put out but I didn't know. If it was going to go, if it was going to sound right, if it was going to be Mekubal or whatever, how many people would come to the event or whatever. But he didn't know. So Ben Ishchai says how important it is to forget another person. That if you like what they say, if they say you heard something good, go over and tell them. My own eyes, I saw in this, in downstairs in Belfer, my second year at YU, there was a night, they had a little unit, some program, a truva something or other, and they had the girls bust up from Stern. 
and Rabbi Torsky and Rabbi Shachter spoke. And after Rabbi Shachter spoke, um, I was, I don't know, I was like standing on the side, and I saw some girl walk up to the front, and Rabbi Shachter was there, and she kind of like stood there, and Rabbi Shachter turned, and she said, I just wanted to say thank you, I really, she was wonderful, and Rabbi Shachter was like so taken aback, he got like, you know, I don't know, like, like, like he was moved. He's like, thank you, that means, you know, that means so much, and he turns to his wife, and he said, you know, you know, he introduced them, and like I said, he wanted, he wanted her to hear the feedback also, you know. It, is, it takes a little vulnerability to put yourself out there, especially such a personal way that you did. And uh, every, to believe in it, it's a real thing. So I just I say it like this, we're constantly changing, right? We're in a constant state of change. We're in a constant state of when you're changing and you're moving, so like things happen in that process. Just being in the world, you get bumped and bruised and whatever, you change and whatever. But the Rebona Shalom is also changing. Meaning, everything's like Hashem is, God is kind of like, He's over here and He's doing His thing, and and God is infinitely. But it's not true. There's, there's a way that Hashem is also, in a certain sense, this is what I was asking about Mosaic, because they, they were like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Okay. I tried to write this in the book, and they were like, you know. Um, this took a little bit back and forth in order to like get them to like be okay with have, writing this. Because it's hard to say without it sounding like Kyrdik. But Kyrdik is good. People like that. It sells books. It's <laughs> <laughs> people interested. You should kind of say something quickly on that. Bye-bye. There's a chapter in here that's called uh, Is God Too Perfect? Which is about this. And uh, the original title of it was, was actually a little more Kyrdik. Which maybe would have been better. But I decided not to go with it. It was originally titled Is God a Narcissist? And uh, I asked Rebusher Weitz for Haskama for the book. And he told the intermediary, the shliach that I sent to ask him for that scum, he told him, tell the author not to change anything. It has to be exactly the way it is. You should say that title, but I can't put a scum on a book that says he's got a narcissist. So, so it's, uh, it's a To get my rap, he didn't write me scum, so it's fine. <laughs> so the, the, the thing that's a shame is that I changed it and I still didn't get the scum. So <laughs> No, but it's if you could say. But I can say the Torah Shabbat Pell. The Torah Shabbat juicy, the behind the scenes stuff. Also, you know it yourself. It doesn't matter if it's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Covered matters. But I was like, if I don't have a Haskell for Rebbe, I don't want anybody. Yeah. He told me, speak to Rosh Weiss, from Rosh Wangri, speak to, you go speak to rabbis from YU, it'll stop. I'm like, nope. Either you or no one. Ride or die. He's like, okay, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's, a, there's a notion, the measure says that, that the Rebbe Shalom here to call Israel at Yamsuf like a Gibor Chayo, like a young warrior, a strong warrior. And at Harsinai, God, so to speak, Keviachal appears, you can say anything you want, if they say Keviachal, appears <laughs> at Mount Sinai like a Zakin Malay or Malay like a, a wise old man, so to speak. Meaning there's different ways, different parts of him, different aspects of the way Rabbanu Shalom, so to speak, presenting himself the life of a Jew. Right? There's a God who's El Mel Yoshev Al Kisei Racham, it was not Chasidus, and then there's also Kel Kanav and Okeb. And there's different elements of the Rebbe. The Bona Shalom also is, so to speak, changing the way that he presents to us, the way that Kodesh Baruch Hu is iterating in our, in our lives, or the way that we're interpreting God, God's presence in our lives. If it's, if, if it's true with, in a relationship, then it's true with Hashem. That's, I think, the Yisod that I took from the 
is that if it's true, if, if the mushal is true, the nimshal is true. If the nimshal is true, the mushal is true. If it's true with a person's wife, if this is the, 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 the term of shir shirim, if this is the, the portal through which the Baal Shem Tov says, Ahavas Yisrael, is the portal through which we reach Ahavas Hashem, then it's the most true when it comes to one significant other, one's partner. The most true. And just like I'm changing, she's also changing. I mean, we're both kind of in a state of movement, you know? And that happens with maturity, that happens with life, that happens with learning more, that happens with getting older, that happens with your hormones, that happens with your physical expression of the world, that happens if, with your job, that happens with your neighborhood. I mean, everything is constantly changing. It happens with different stages. Ch- children, God willing, they're changing, so we have to change in order to, you know, everything is in a constant state of flux. I'm changing all the time, she's changing all the time, everything around us is changing all the time. The entire world is. The faster that we begin to understand, we, 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 we allow ourselves the, 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 the awareness that the Rebona Shalom also expects us to change the way we're with him. Saying this, doing the same shtick you did in Shana Aleph, you're already your second year in college, <laughs> you're already admitting something, something's wrong. It's not meant to be that way. You have class, you have finals, you have dating, you have ball, you have chevra, you're home with your parents, not in a dormitory with a bunch of guys. Hala at every single stage of life. It's not meant to be the same. Every relationship, if every marriage is made up of a million different marriages, then every real relationship with the Rebona Shalom is made up of a million different stages and expressions and, and that's the most natural, healthy, true it's a reality. The constant state of, of flowing. Anything that's alive is changing and moving. You can never step into the river in the same place twice. Because the river's changing and I'm changing. Did I mention you should buy this book? It's phenomenal. <laughs> No. I think I think one of the ways to think about uh, also, in, in addition to the changing, because the chip, I think one way, and I think that like philosophically, this is important for thinking about Hashem Baruch in terms of like that kviridik piece here, is because <clears throat> the reason there's a million marriages within one marriage, or there's a million everything within everything, like your like your your wife said, is because actually, it's all contained already within it. So it's not actually changing. It's just which element of it is on the surface, right? Which part of it is kind of presenting itself, but it's really all already there. So a person is just endlessly deep and endlessly mysterious. There's always more to potentially learn about them. Right? A person's an entire world within themselves, and, and obviously God is, is, is endlessly infinite. And there's, so that which is revealing itself in a moment is not a fundamental change, it's a piece of what's, what's kind of portraying or showing itself, what color is, is coming out in this moment, but it's all, it's all the mystery that's contained within. It's like the Svarim say, of like, how could there be a, a, an aspect of Torah called Sisere Torah, right? The secrets of Torah, right? What does it mean for it to be a secret? If, you, if, if, it's, if it's a secret, because it's like information, so you tell it over, it's not a secret anymore. And all the secrets of Sisere Torah of the secret elements of Torah are in Svarim, like they're written in books, so how is it called a secret? It's not a secret anymore, it's right there, go open the book and learn it. But the idea is because it's a type of wisdom, it's a type of information that the more that you know it, the more you realize that it's actually a secret. The more that it's revealed, the more secretive it becomes. It's like the Gemara Psachim says, that the Pasuk in Daniel says that we praise the person who conceals that which is old, concealing that which is old. 
And the first opinion says, what's that referring to? It's referring to somebody who actually hides the information, actually conceals simple kapshuto. You have a piece of information, you put a covering over it, nobody could see it. But the second opinion says that machase otik, the concealing, actually refers to somebody who reveals it. But how is he revealing a concealment? The Pasuk says, we're praising the person who conceals. And the Gemara says, it's referring to the person who reveals it. How could the revealing be referring to the concealing? Because when it comes to Hashem, as Rabbi Nachman says, and the Rashi already says, in the Svarim Kanmonim, right? the ultimate knowledge is knowing that we can't know. It's the type of knowledge that the more that you reveal it, the more, <clears throat> the more you understand that you don't know anything about it. Right? And, and I think the idea within, within the marriage context and within the relationship with Hashem is to always be able to look at the other person and see that there's, there's still a secret there. No matter how well I know you, there's still something about you that I don't know. And no matter how well I know myself, there's still something I don't know about my, that I don't know about myself. And that, that really opens up and, and cultivates a, a curiosity that allows a relationship to still have a, a dynamic, youthful kind of spirit to it. Even if people have been married for, or in a relationship, or have been doing Avodah Hashem for who knows how long, but there's still something mysterious. There's still something new, something yet unknown. And, and it'll always be like that. And it'll always be like that, no matter it, how much. It's always been, it's, and, and it's good. It's good. I mean, they, they, they we'll never be able to know everything about ourselves or the other, and, and, and we're not meant to. Right. The way that um, the way that um, Salvechik writes this, the way that um, we can understand that is through our sedra, building of the mishkan and the kalim of the mishkan. When we talk about the halachas of tomantara, of the way that a person, where a person is able to access God presence in the mishkan or in the mikdash. So there's certain parts that you can go to and certain parts that we can't. There's certain parts in certain states, in certain situations, in Tuma, Tahara, men, women, Jew, Gentile, have certain parts that they can access. But no matter how far into the Azara, the Kodesh, you can go with this, still something called the Kodesh Kodesh, and it becomes more exclusive or more intimate and more set aside and more hidden, more concealed and more private and more special as you get more inside, and then you get to that place called Kodesh HaKadoshim, which is beyond measure, there's no, the Gemara talks, there's no measurement, it's not, it's, it's, it's beyond proportion, it's beyond space, and beyond size. And there in the, in the Aron, are the Luchos Vuros, together with the Luchos Shios, and that's not opened, that, that stays closed, that even the Kohen Gadol, on the highest day, and the holiest day, and the biggest time, is able to go into that place called Holy of Holies, Still, there's, there, there's, there's something that's not open. There's a place even outside ourselves that our spouse will never know. And that's okay. No matter how much we could learn each other, no matter how much we could share and be open and share and share and share, there's still a part of me that, that remains inside of there. You know what happens if you open up that arm? Raiders of the Lost Ark, everybody's face melts off, the whole place turns upside down. Stuff. And the, what you're alluding to is... is, is is Kipshuto the way Hashem sets up that, that specific spot, that coordinate of concealment, of hiddenness, of recognizing that no matter how deep I go, no matter how much we reveal of ourselves and each other, no matter how beautiful and wonderful it could be, no matter how open and vulnerable and honest and, and intimate, there's still something there which will be beyond our reach and beyond measure, beyond working. No matter how many years and no matter how many lifetimes together, necessarily there's a place there called Ein Sof, and that's where the Kruvim, those childlike 
angelic figures are looking down and looking at each other, saying, we stay fresh and we stay young and we stay new and we're able to get remarried again and again and again and be childlike and, 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 and re tap into Tamimus again and newness again and fall in love again and start again and believe in each other and ourselves again because we know that we're never, ever, ever going to get there. We're never going to ever fully know. And that's the most beautiful thing in the entire world. That, that, that world, like you mentioned, of mystery, of, 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 of intrigue, of concealment. And that's awesome. That's the Rebona Shalala. I mean, there is where we find God. All of Torah rests on that. There's no more greater opportunity, no greater chat, more greater challenge than with one significant other. There's also no greater entryway to the world of Yichar Hashem than that, than that spot. So shifting over to a slightly different piece, we were, we were talking until now, I think, about kind of knowing another person. One of the other pieces of relationships is experiencing the experience of being known by the other person, right? So relationships are made up of knowing and being known, this process of knowing and being known, which I like to think about in, in, in our relationship with Hashem as being Torah and Tefillah, right? Essentially, Torah is knowing Hashem and, and, and Tefillah is being known by Hashem. And... The idea or the practice of the Indian, the Avodah of Hispodidus, that's, that's everywhere, but especially emphasized in Ibn Nachman, it really expands the idea of being known by Hashem because the davening isn't just from a sitter, isn't just the text that's given to us, but it's speaking, as Ibn Nachman says, Kedaber Ishal which is speaking like, like to a friend, speaking in a, in, a, in a normal, informal relationship, just talking. So, what I want to ask you is, on a personal level, I feel that I can, and I'm just, this is just honest, this is just me, I feel that I can, I can do a pretty good job at, at being conscious of Hashem in my life, of like living in a state of, like Hashem is with me, and I'm in like a relationship, I'm kind of in an ongoing, unspoken dialogue. But I'm not good, I, I, have, I have a very hard time at actually doing what Rabbi says to do of like setting time aside and actually speaking it out. Like the actual Misa Dibor, you know, the speaking it. I think I live in a pretty, in a, in a pretty connected state of an unspoken dialogue. Oh, you're a heady you know? person. But like the actual speaking is very hard. You have to read attached. <laughs> so, I, so that's what I want to ask you. I talk a lot in attached. I talk a lot in attached. I do have to read attached. I talk a lot in attached about doing this, but I, I'm not good at it at all. And uh, I'm curious what you... Because I don't think I'm you, alone. Somebody like asked me, why did you write a book about Shuvah? I'm like, do you know me? <laughs> it's like, you know, they say, you know, choose the gangster life, but the gangster life chose me. And I'm like, it's aspirational. And I was right. like, I'm writing a book about something that I'm working through. I'm like right. trying to... I'm like the constant state of trying to like do Shuvah. So first of all, it's okay. I mean, it's, that's, that, that's normal. Many people put their feelings and their thoughts and their aspirations into the world and that's that's beautiful the more honest we are about it the really his vote this is really I mean for me it was the big it was, it was probably the single most critical variable in like a shift because I, I remember I was in this building in, the, on, in YU in the most desperate times did not like walking down this block in winter 
you know? Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Whatever, yeah, whatever, <laughs> exactly. Like walking up from Dumbrov in the middle of Morning Seder, you know, like waiting like to get the look from Rabbi Simon from he's going to put his glasses on his forehead and smile at me at 10.30 in the morning, you know? Like coming up with my fresh filling lines up from Dumbrov, towel around my neck. You know, holding a through fire and water, <laughs> and that was really the time I started doing this boat of this. Was walking up the hill from Dumbrov to YU, just saying, "God, I hate this. Get me <laughs> out of here." Anna <laughs> Rafik says, in there, there's a footnote in there that that, that would go to the Bug River and scream out, "Anna Rachim Hatzeloshi," and I go like walking, you know, up the. <laughs> Before the Rise Up campaign, it was, it, was it was a different YU, it was a different time. It was a different time. But I remember like, sitting there like, my God, you know, get, get, pluck me out of here. Take me by my pace and get me out of this place. And, and um, I remember the, 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 the feeling, I remember that feeling of talking, of saying it. Not just feeling it, but like, I remember how good it felt as I was panting up the hill from them to saying it like saying it out, just repeating it. And then hearing on a tape, hearing on a tape from Rav David Zeller, of blessed memory, um, chant, Ribona Shalola, and chanting Ribona Shalola, saying it, not just thinking Hashem, but saying Ribona Shalola over and over. He said, Ribona Shalola, Ribona Shalola, Ribona Shalola. And he did it with breath work. And it wasn't called breath work or mindfulness then. I had this tape and I listened to it 10,000 times around these, around these parts here. And the cloisters, I walked to the, to walk to the cloisters. Chemists will go to cloisters. I walk to cloisters, buy, buy malt liquor in the, in, the, in the place and walk to cloisters and just walk up and down the street saying Rebono Shalom a thousand times. And I remember how real it was when I stopped doing that. Meaning like, I got, whatever, I left, I got married, like for some reason just fell out of that practice because kind of had like, okay, I made it, I got married, or whatever it was, like I didn't have to, I didn't have to, you know, be desperate anymore, or like cry out, and, and then years later, and, and continued learning the books, and getting the content, and getting the ideas, I remember years later, many years later, I met my Rebbe, and, and his insistence, you can see on a person if they're being mitbodeh and talking to Hashem, or not, you can see it in their face, some tzaddikim could see, did you put on tefillin? Some tzaddikim, they can look at you, a high school boy, and say, you need to work on Kedusha and learn more Gemara. Some tzaddikim, he said, you can see on a person's face how they feel if they haven't, if they haven't spoken to Hashem that day. And uh, we're reintroducing it from a different place in life, not from a desperation, get me out of here, save me, uh, you know, but from a conversational point of just, relationship. Nachon, to your example, you can love your wife very much, your spouse very, very much, and appreciate them very much, and, and be proud of them, and, and trust them, and, and feel good of them. But if you don't say it, you can even do the dishes, or whatever love language, and buy a watch, and, and do, use every other love language in the world, or pat them on the back. You can do whatever, but if you don't say it, then it remains in the world of the potential. It's unactualized. Dibur is davar. It creates a thing. And at a certain better, at a different stage of life, it was, it was, it was 
say I left when I was 22 until the time I was, it was probably 12 years, 13 years, 14 years in the middle of not really doing that practice, coming, re-entering it. I remember working through, thinking about where I was when I was doing it, coming from a place of proactivity and positivity and opening up a, it was such a different feeling. And the only way to do it is just to do it. Why is it so hard? It's like I start and I just feel so stupid. It's like, like it's just very hard. I, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't want to say about you. I can say what with me. If I really sense the Bon Shalom is with me, for, first part of it, sometimes it's hard because we, we think it has to be a certain way. You're so spies. <laughs> that screw that messes everybody up because you think it has to be like that. To go to a forest and have a bench and do this with my hands, and then you know, and have a was a loze. You don't have to do that. You could just be walking to the makole. We could be after you wrapping it film instead of saying not say say the yom or whatever. You know, I'm not saying don't say the yom, <laughs> but after you said the yom or whatever. Or say the Torahs, or whatever you're doing there, and the Philosaman, and whatever other stuff there, then the loops will come to like continue the conversation for 30 seconds. We get stuck there. Even after the Rabbeinu says it would be an hour, and you have to go outside of the Yishuv. So if I can't go to cloisters for an hour, so then uh, if I can't get to the gym and do my hour with the trainer, then I shouldn't drop and do 20 push ups you know, before I go to bed. It's not true. It's not, it's not true. It's not as there's some game. Every little bit is good. And like, I shouldn't do 15 crunches, you know, uh, before I take a shower at night because I didn't do my whole, you know, five rounds of hit or whatever it is. You can't go to the closest for an hour, which most of us don't find the opportunity to do. Over the things that are easy, like help me with this test, you know. Let there be a lot of people who come to this event. Let me make a lot of money. In this in this stock, let this date go well. Let her think I'm cool. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> help me uh, help me get through these this daf at 2.0, you know, while it's on 1.0. I don't know. Whatever. Everybody with their thing that they're davening for, you know. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Everybody with their and talk about the things that are easy to talk about, and just become accustomed to like the like drop a little diburim here, putting my kids to sleep. I talk to Hashem. The easiest way for me to talk to Hashem is after I put my kids into bed. If I stop for a second by the mezuzah of the room, I just quit for a minute. Not even a minute, a few seconds. I just, just let these kids be happy. Let them know how much we love them. Let them feel good about themselves. My daughter goes out on a date and I said, daughter shall let her just, whatever this is, let her just know how special. You know, the things that are, e- those are easy. And then I, it's easy about my wife also. Let be, be healthy and well and happy and good. Even if it's like ATM kind of things, like even if it's just going there and trying to make withdrawals from the bonus loan, and that's like let's say this level down here, okay. But then you get accustomed to it. And I make myself a lunch, make the cracking eggs. Now your bonus loan, let me make good choices. Oh, let me believe that I'm making good choices now. Be healthy, and well. Let there not be a spot in this. Meaning just to talk, to talk, to talk, to talk, to talk, to talk. I go to Osher. I went to Osher Ad last week. You don't know, you don't go to Osher Ad. Desperation station, not a place I haven't gone in a while. But I went to Osharat, and it was action. There was action there. They already put out all the Purim stuff. I walked around and said, let, let, I just walked down the aisle and I said, Baruch Shalom, let, let the Jewish people have everything they need. 
let people have whatever they need. Let them be able to afford good, healthy food without going to debt, without having shefa. Meaning there's every opportunity to talk to Hashem, to make it a prayerful experience. And then from there, you get it, it normalizes it. It normalizes it. And it's not... And then it becomes, you know, you, you know the, the, the America's Dafyomi, Stefanski? Rabbi Stefanski? Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah! No? You don't have that in America? Everybody has it. Good morning, Vietnam. He starts off his thing every day. Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah! Dafyomi. Say good morning to the Rabbi Shalom. After Modani, like after you mumble through whatever, or after you go to, not to be gas, but after you go to the bathroom, and it goes, and you say, do you rip an Asher Yatzer, you go through an Asher Yatzer fast, or whatever, da, 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 da. say, thank you Hashem that it worked. That was good, thank you Hashem. Meaning, to say it in, the, in, the, in those words, become accustomed to being given praise, giving thanks, asking for help, expressing appreciation, it normalizes it. And then once it's attached to an activity, or to a desire, to a want, or to a, something aspirational, you have those points of contact throughout the day. We make a hundred brachas a day, so to speak, you know, but it could be that every one of those things, we don't even think for a second who I'm talking to. But if we add here and there an appreciation, a request, it normalizes the whole way of being with Hashem. And then it's not weird to like sit down and eat something instead of flipping through the phone for a second. I sit there and I'm, as I'm eating lunch, I'd say a couple things. Okay, no, not bad so far, so good today. Making it through. <laughs> no, it's a, it sounds great. It, it, it's a, everybody's walking around. Just put an earbud in and walk around down the street and talk. It's a, it sounds like a curb bit, but like sit there and at the table and, and have a conversation. With the Rebona Shalom, it's not, uh, it's not so crazy. You just have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it. So there's one very important, important detachment that I, uh, that I left out of the book that I really want to know what you would say about. So I talked in, I talk in about different att- attachments, just the psychological word they use for relationships. They just want to sound a little more fancy, so they came up with a little more of a, a technical-sounding word, attachment. Attachment theory was supposed to be called love theory, really, but they just thought they'd get laughed out of the scientific world, so they called it something that sounded a little better, attachment theory. Attachment means relationship. So in the book, I talk about different essential relationships, about friendships, about parent-child relationships, and most, most significantly, I talk about marriage, and then ultimately, the point being the, the attachment relationship we have with Hashem. There's one essential attachment that I left out, consciously, because I didn't know how to talk about it, because it, to me, it was, it was, it's, it's so much, but that's the attachment uh, to a Rebbe, like having that relationship with a Rebbe. And it's come up already in the conversation. You've, you've brought up your Rebbe. Well, I'm, I assume, I think you mean your Kluger. You've talked about how I've had the, the opportunity to meet a number of times, had incredible experiences meeting with him. And uh, it's, it's, it's an essential attachment. It's, it's uh, my relationship with, uh, with, with, with Rick Weinberger and I don't know what to call it. My relationship with the Vichemeyer, whatever it is exactly, there's two of the most important attachments that I have. But I didn't really know about. I didn't know how to capture it. I didn't know how to write about it. But I'm curious how you how you talk Shlomo about Mellis it. Because Hillel Paricher, who was attached to three generations of of tzaddikim of, of rebbes, of the Babich rebbes, said that if Shlomo Melech would have written Shirashirim after the Baal Shem Tov, he would have written it not as a mashal limshal between a husband and wife, but between a chassid and a rebbe. <laughs> I mean, it's a world of yichud. 
for certain people, meaning yeah, for certain yeah. people. And I always craved that. I wanted that so bad. So bad. And I read through Fire and Water my first semester at YU, about Nelson, about Nelson's life. And I was in a million ways yearning for that. And looking around and davening over it, and davening over it. And for one reason or another, I never didn't have that. Part of it is I just wasn't, didn't want to be revival myself. I wasn't ready for that. Part of it wasn't the right time, the right place. I, the, 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 there's a Netflix series. There's three seasons of Netflix series about the time and place and the way the Siat and the Shmaya and the luck and the, and, 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 and the, and the privilege of, of meeting my Rebbe and having that Kesher. And that, I don't totally, it's, it's beyond Tamadas for me. I don't totally get why and how I have that. I, I think it's, that's kind of the way it goes. I went, I mean, I go every, every basically every Arab Shabbos either myself, or I take our, our, a couple of our little kids, I take the boys. This, Shabbos, this past Arab Shabbos, I went with my future son-in-law and our two sons together. I, I, meaning, you know, I thought my face was going to melt. I'm doing this 11 years already, 12 years. It's, it, 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 you're, it's, it's a real thing, and it's very hard to put into words. It's the, 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 the relationship between, between a person and a Rebbe is... Is is yisod to malchus? Yisod tzadik b'shevanel nelam. It's it, it's 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 built into creation of the sun and the moon. It, it, it's built into the, the way that Hashem made the world of giving and receiving, and it, it, it's part of that same algorithm of yichud between a husband and wife, between a mashpi and a makabel, between God and, and, and the universe, and. And don't think that it, that it has to happen now. Don't think that it, it has to happen with someone who's alive. Don't think that it has to happen in the way that you see somebody else having that experience. The Alta Rebbe said, put himself into Sefer Tani because it just became untenable for him to spend time with every person. It's just untenable. I was in somebody's house today, this morning. We learned, we had a Sikhs Chaver, we learned the Chabura, a Purim, somebody that I was, was with in relation 18. 19, 20 years ago, remember at this point? A person in his 40s, the family, he has a picture of Rameh Lech in his house. It's Rebbe. He's, he was once in the same room with him at the same time. It's his Rebbe. He's with him every single Shabbos, and every day in the WhatsApps, and every single week, and every story, and every var, top, bottom, you know, the, the wall springs. He's in it. It's his Rebbe. He doesn't talk about where to send his kid to school, doesn't send them about uh, whether he should, you know, do send whatever, go here, go there. Doesn't speak to them about whether he should invest in this nursing home or that nursing home. He, he, he's, it's his rebbe, kipshutam. It's his mashpia. He is connected to him in leiv and nefesh posh. And he asked him who his other rebbe is. Leiv is medichin. Who's leiv? Day of his life doesn't go by without something to do with kedusha leiv for the past twenty years. He's leiv. The son leiv Yitzchak. He's a big Tar Heels fan. He's busy with he's busy with he's busy with the Berdicha for all time. He buys anything he could find. Old Berdicha versus Farim This from Berdicha. He's leaving Nefesh of Berdicha and Rebelech. What? And he's got <coughs> Shul, who he's very close to. And a couple times a year, he calls his Rebbe from Shanabet to wish him good yontif, good Shabbos, and touch with him like whatever. And he's very happy and very fulfilled. Those the itch that we have, that need to be filled, doesn't have to be 
Not everybody's going to have access to Richard Morgenstern. When Rabbi Yaakov Haber, the publisher of our books, yeah. nice to say that, no? Yeah. <laughs> We're noted authors. The, Rabbi Yaakov Haber, when, he, when his son schlepped him to meet the Richard Meyer seven, eight years ago, I remember Rabbi Haber, he said to me, I said, well, how, 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 you know, how, what was it like? He said it was kind of like, the, like I imagined meeting, like being in the same room as the Arizal. It's just like this overwhelming light and just chaotic sense of like holiness and whatever. I'm like, yeah, and I can't go near it. I can't be in the same, I can't go near it. I don't want the swarm. I, I, I had swarm, I gave them away. It's not for me. Meaning the sun shines to the moon and the right, you know, and, and, and the mashpias and the makabel and, and, and his tzadik ador, tzadik ador. And that's beautiful. And so was Rav Steinman, so was Rav Chaim Kinevsky, and so was Lubavitch Rebbe, and so was Rav and so was this, and so was that. Meaning, we say, when we say, we bind ourselves to all the tzaddikim of the generation, and all the tzaddikim shochnei offer, all the ones who are living and all the ones who are in the next world. You can scratch the itch and the need for mentorship and connectivity and yichud by opening up a Sefer Tanya and having a, 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 and having like a, 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 a private, intimate, Interaction with the Alter Rebbe. That's what he said. Putting myself into this book. Giving myself over to you. Here is a way for us to be bound in Leib and Nefesh. You can go to the Ohel. You can read the Mamorim. You can read the Sichas. You can watch the Fabrengans. You can go on Jem. You can, you can be Makusha to the Rebbe in Leib and Nefesh. You can go to Beit of Kuk and sit there. My wife and I sometimes go. We have a chance to go to Shalayim. We went last week. It's my wife's birthday. We went for a night to Shalayim. We went out. We stay. We went out to eat at a, you know in the town by Harvey's, and went to to Beit of Cook and sat down. Bought a, a little arak lemonade. Sat down in the back of Beit of Cook just to be a, just to be there. Just to take from the Wi-Fi of that side to kind of get the the connectivity, the hashpaos. The that's called having a rebbe and learning the Torah and learning the Nagunim or attaching to things. There are people here walking around connected to the Rav. Whatever your Masora is, whatever you itch, however you scratch that itch, you can find it. And if you have a person who is able to help with Hadracha a little bit further down the road, a Rav or a Rebetzin or a person, a mentor, an older sibling, an older friend, somebody who can help, you know, think through and talk through things, but, 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 but don't think that you have to have a, you know, be able to, you know, be able to sit and have uh, coffee together with, uh, I don't know, whoever it is you're looking to, uh, Mayor Torsky three times a week. It doesn't have to be that way. You can just be, you know, you can just be by having that, uh, you know, that, 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 that the, the, the Kesher, in other words, there's no specific way that that, it's like, like eating a Reese's. There's no specific way that Kesher has to happen. As long as in some way we're bound to some higher version, some bigger, you know, some bigger picture, of, uh, of a yid, I feel like you're able to achieve that. Did that answer the question, Bill? Or did I totally avoid it? No, no, I answered it. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, it's speaking about like, uh, you know, things that are kfiridic. It's funny how I think I can actually talk about and articulate, I think, to some degree what it means to like have a relationship with Hashem. It's almost more difficult to articulate what it means to have a relationship with the Rebbe. It's like, it's, well, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. It's not a new thing. Meaning, that's another thing. There's a reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was buried in Harnavol, which we don't know where it is. One of the Rishonim says, because it would just be like we would turn that place into a, yeah. you see, a Pushkina. Yeah. It would be wild. It would, it would, imagine the shakedown would go on by Moshe Rabbeinu's Zion Zayn Oda this week. Yeah. Right, imagine. 
Meaning, because we know tzaddikim. Yeah. But for me, on a personal level, I was actually like, I was into Hasidus, but but I got into Hasidus through Shisla, which like was like in some way through the quest for authenticity is like. They had like a different Indian of the Rebbe. They were a little more. Uh, yeah, I mean, know, I used to learn I, when I was when I was my why you I learn learn normally Melech, and every time it came to part about a tzaddik, I'd skip it. It was yeah. like too weird. Yeah, so I couldn't. I'm like, what's going on? I I, I so, never and I never I was like I was like I was like against it. I was like this is like it's like takes away people's individuality and like I, I didn't like it. And then it just changed because someone Zev Kahana was like you got to go. We were in Gross. And Zev Kahana's like, you gotta go to this Rebichamaya. It's like, he like looks at pictures in the middle of davening and you can like, he's like, I don't know what's happening. Like people are walking in and like cost, it's like crazy stuff. Manalakur. Yeah, who knows? Like, so I, I went, I went once and, uh, and I just, I just couldn't leave. There's I another stayed. frequency. The Sadiqim are operating on another frequency. Yeah. The last few years I've tapped into a, a world of Abu Chatseris. So I went with my daughter to Morocco. It's a different operating system. It's a different tether. I was like, so you, you can get content, that you, can, you can surf the web at 4G, 2G, 3G. This is like, you know, a different, like 770G. <laughs> you can, you're able to like, in other words, like there's no, here it's no, here you type it in, you right. click enter, and information from there comes here. In other words, there's no separation between here and what's taking place over there, right? So that's 4G. But imagine if it's at 770G, or imagine if it's at 1000G. This, I'm on volume seven now of Mice and Nisim about the Abu Chatseris. Every Shabbos, I'm telling a story about the, Mice, about the Abu Chatseris for years now. It's nuts! <laughs> no, no, the entire, our entire house is like upside down from, these, from, from this. Like my daughter and I went on, on the Hilul of Rabbi Yitzchak Abu Chatseris. I'm like going to Ramla to the Baba Chaki's care. Meaning, like, there's a whole universe, and it's different than anything that any of us were, most of us, were raised with, except for Michael Weinblatt, who's on the same. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally, I mean, we've, Matsasi has the Shava Nafshi, like we're, I'm like, found my soulmate, my soul brother with the Abu Chatseris. Yeah, yeah. It, it, meaning, it's unbelievable. No, but there's this universe, there's, an, there's a universe of like, just peel behind the layer of like the way that we're doing things, when we're doing our mitzvahs and our tefillah and our day to day. And there's like this whole split screen narrative of like, whoa, there's a whole other thing going on. Like the pshat is the remez and the drash and the sod, and there's a whole other thing behind that, and that's also taking place right now. And and with the Abu Chatzir is involved with Arak and, and like sheep, and like a while, but it's it's unbelievable. I read these stories not to escape, right? right? Not as a running away from doing the inner working, right. not from running away from confronting the reality of my own, but just to know that there's just like a, there's this world out there. There's a there's just a big picture. The bonus Shalom is so vast. And these tzaddikim are operating on just like a totally different plane. And even if on my day-to-day, Tuesday, Mincha, it's not, that's not where I am. Or my day-to-day is just not knowing that that's there, that there is like this whole world of light and just a, a world of beyond, a world of infinite possibility and potential, <clears throat> to me is very powerful. It, it, it makes me feel big. Yeah, I couldn't leave, and and all my questions and my like the, my whole like analysis of like the Indian side of, like all just dissolved like, in a second. Right. That, so just, like, I asked her by Blau. Like, I asked her by Yosef Blau. This is how clueless I was. I got to YU and I was reading all these books and Mashkiach. Although these books are like you know uh, Rabbi Kron stories, whatever it was Shnahalf. I got to YU and I'm like, oh, I want to go find the Mashkiach. And I asked her by Blau. 
my second or third night at YU a question with Kutamaran. Because <laughs> I was learning Kutamaran you know, at night, and I didn't understand it. So what do you ask? You ask the mashkiach, or you ask one of the rabbis. I looked around here, like, went there by home. I went around the base of to all the different rabbis. And each one, like, kind of said, like, I, you know, I don't know, we don't really do that, whatever, yeah, whatever it was. And then, okay, and like, a few days later, I was learning something. It was, it was Thursday night, my first Thursday night at YU. It was like, late Thursday night, learning uh, Nomali Melech of the Parsha, and thinking about the Tzaddik. And again, walking around, looking at, asking, it was like looking at, like, a, from Mars. Finally, Rabbi Blau said, maybe speak to Zevi Reichman. You know, he might be fine. So I went to Zev, and he went, very special. This is very special. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, each of these pieces of the tzaddik just gets more bizarre, more sexual, and more weird, <laughs> and more sewed. Like, what is that? What is going on here? Like, what is, you know, you know, like, I, I, like, I, I, the feeling I got is like, this is not what we do. This is not what we do. And you read through fire and water, and you're like, but wait. Then I read about Rabbi Futterfass, and I'm like, but wait. There is such a thing as mysterious nefesh for a relationship with this tzaddik that you might not have ever met. There is such a thing, but it's a little bit awkward, and I don't know exactly how it's supposed to go, and I don't know how to put words to it. It feels a little bit. The answer is yeah. The answer is yes. Somewhere between those two places, a person can find themselves. It requires a lot of tefillah, a lot of humility, and a lot of siyat shmaya. And at the right time, in the right way, something will click. You might not know where it comes from. I could just say one. Humble piece of advice is just be open. Just be open. You have no idea when, like what Wi-Fi you'll pick up. Like where, you know, you keep the thing open. You never know which frequency you'll pick up and where you'll be able to get that content and contact download. And who it's going to be. You don't know what part of the world and what part of Kali Yisrael. From, 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 from this community, from that community. Maybe someone was alive or someone was alive in the next world. And uh, as long as a person's open and yearning for it. And, and, and asking for it from Hashem Bedibor not just in their heart so Bezrat Hashem at the right time the right way we get attached and and, 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 and I'm going to say one plot I hope you don't mind the, the, the reading attached it's written in, 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 in real language it's written in language like the language that um, that we, we've heard thrown around like psychology or therapeutic language or like Language that's, that's, that's in the world, that's out there today. You don't really know exactly how to connect with it and how to contextualize it as a yid. This, this, this book go, uh, takes a major step in the direction of like being mityashev, all these different opportunities and all these different ideas in a very, very practical way. In a very practical way. I suggest, uh, I read it through one time to, just to like, you know, I knew we were going to get together, but. Um, I left it home. My wife already started reading it. I said, there's a few things there I'd love for us to talk about. It's that type of a book that you can really open up conversations with friends and with, with Hebra. It puts a lot of things on the table, and I think that's a major credit to you. Thank you. A certain brave, certain brave and courageous, honest way of opening up some of these real questions that, that all of us, are in some way or another, are stuck on. Ashrecha, that, uh, Ashrecha, that you brought this out into the world. Thank you, Thank you for doing that. Maybe I could just uh, finish the conversation with one, uh, one piece that I think brings it together. There's a, a small ha'ara I've always liked that uh, the Gemara says that imdome rabcha le malach Hashem something along those lines, right? If, you're, if, you're, if the Rebbe resembles the, the face of, a, of an angel, of a malach, so you should, you should seek out Torah from their mouth. So the implication being that if 
that if it doesn't, if they don't resemble a malach, so then you, uh, you shouldn't, right? You shouldn't seek it out. But we know that Chachma Bugayim Tamin, we know that we can take wisdom from many, many places. So I've always thought the pshat, the pshat is that it's not saying you should only seek out wisdom. You should only hear the words if, it's, if the person is Domo Lamal Hashem Tzvakos. But it's that you should only be Mavakish Mipihu if it's Domo Hashem Tzvakos. So the wisdom, the content itself, that you should take, you should take good content from anywhere you can find it. Take, take good insights and wisdom from, it could be from anybody. But the, the Mipihu, the piece of being connected to the person, like wanting it from their mouth, from their, from, from their relationship, from the attachment to the person, so that's only when they're doma l'mal Hashem Tzvakos. And, uh, and uh, it's just, you know, all the things we were just talking about are, are, are that, right? It's about finding wisdom. Wisdom is, is, is not hard to find. There's, there's so much information out there. There's so much insightful information and good information from a million different sources. But, but finding the people that you want to sit down and actually talk face-to-face with, that's, that's really what, what life is really about. And um, for me, like I started out by saying... This trip was intentionally meant. I came. This is this is my last thing. This is, I think, the eleventh or twelfth thing that I've done in in about four and a half days. <laughs> and uh, since since Wednesday night, uh, I was averaging like two to three things a day. And uh, I was really intentionally starting out with sharing the book, sharing ideas, and it shifted over to being about me pihu. It shifted over to being about connecting with the people that I really want to connect with. And I cannot think of a a better landing spot for the uh, for the ending for me than sitting with you. I, uh, I appreciate it so much, and uh, Judah has been a person that I've always wanted. I wanted the connection to me Pihu, not just not just the wisdom. <laughs> so uh, thank you, are. thank you, everyone, for coming. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, everybody. The grass is Pihu, one hundred and one, which is one. And the way that you want to do it again, even after 100 times, is because of the relationship. Because so they're, they're, they're the with the person. So I, don't, I, I don't know the information already, but I want to be the person. Exactly. Last two two hours. Some good In my grandfather, it's an old part. And he's saying that by the Asian man, right? So we can talk in court. So say that sort of man. So you and me, maybe. Meaning he'll change. Meaning he'll change. Very good, yeah, yeah. Very nice. The other thing I said, like, oh, that Hashem will change, you're saying? No, I no. meant, I, I meant man, man will change himself. Hashem and man will make himself. So man will change himself. The other thing is, I always tell my bio class, cells that you have today and the proteins that you have today and other ones that you had before, yesterday, is everything inside of you is changing. <laughs> so there's a connection between the Olam HaZen. They're great. Thank you. In the show, I told this to your, to your daughter. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe people want to hear.